Hello, I'm Lauren. And I'm Sasha. And you're listening to Popcorn Fort. Popcorn Fort, the podcast where we explain things badly, but the things are movies and it's bad. That was a different one. I liked it though. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. How many sips of wine have you had? I've had a few gulps. Ah. I don't know how that translates to sips. Me neither. I don't know what the sip gulp ratio is. I can experiment for science. I think you're going to have to. Cool. 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 Well, today's Easter, I think. It's Easter Sunday, I guess, yes. Yes, Easter's a block of time. Easter is a block, but today is the Sunday that Easter is on. I think that's the Jesus day. This is, yeah, when Jesus was like, yo. (laughs) Yo, I'm here. What's up? But then I think he, when does he peace out? Is it tomorrow? I think so. Yeah. Unclear. Lauren squinting furiously in thought. (laughs) I'm trying to remember how it worked. How Jesus worked? It's been too long since I was a Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, like I feel like he came back from the dead and then he just like peaced out to heaven. Yeah, he just kind of yeah. zoomed. He he got elevated up mm. on the space elevator. On the space elevator. Mm. No, God lowered a uh, rope down to him, mm. and he like kind of like it was like a rope ladder. Yeah. And Jesus kind of you know did the thing where you hold on with one hand and you hook a foot in, <laughs> like the helicopter taking you away. Yeah, and then yeah. and then he put his sunglasses on and got and then he peaced out. out into space. He did. And now he and now has he's a just spaceship. out there in space. Mm. He doesn't need a spaceship. He's too cool for that. He's Where got, will he keep all his stuff? He's got a jetpack. <laughs> he has a jetpack and he's in space. And he's like, I really wish I could put my, <laughs> my things down. Jesus has pockets, right? Jesus, no. Surely. He's when got, did like, they have pockets? No. Yeah, he's got like them, them robes and stuff. Surely they have pockets in robes. Maybe he keeps everything in his sleeves. Maybe. You know what, Lauren? You know what I'm going to tell you about? Yes. This week. Yes. I'm going to tell you about. Please. Gods of Egypt. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no? Oh, no. Oh, no. Lauren. I am aware oh, of Gods of Egypt. You're aware? But how aware are you? I have attempted to not as be not aware as possible. Hmm. <laughs> you want to give that another <laughs> <Yes>. go around? <laughs> I have attempted to be as not aware as possible because I have heard many stories. Many stories. Yes. This week, I'm going to be talking to you about Gods of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And Gods of Egypt is a movie mm-hmm. that came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. That's 2018. And it's kind of... <laughs> For the people listening to this in the far distant future, when yes. the calendar as we know it has changed. Yeah. Um, and it's like a joint US-Australian production. That, that makes sense. Yep. US company produced in Australia. Yeah. Filmed in Australia? Filmed in Australia. Right. Yeah. So, um... Rather than me just telling you about this movie, I want you to make a prediction first. Oh, that's new and exciting. It is new and exciting. We've never done that before. No, we haven't. Lauren, I want you to tell me about what Gods of Egypt is. Are you going to give me some hints? I'm going to give you some hints. So the hints you get for this movie are Mm -hmm. size difference, Mm -hmm. (laughs) giant space worms, Uh mix and match body parts, fear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right, so yes, so size difference, giant space worms. Yes. And mix and match body parts. Hmm. Right, I see. And the movie's called Gods of Egypt. Yes. Well, um, yeah, I know almost nothing. Like, the things I know about this movie are like the costumes. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I know there's lots of hats. There's lots of hats in this movie. And, oh, fucking, um, um, Jamie Stark, no, not Jamie Stark, Jamie Lannister lad is in it. Perhaps. I know that. Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, We're in Egypt. (laughs) It's the ancient times when it's it's probably 
maybe they give an actual time, but it's almost certainly extremely historically inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Also, everyone is white people, I imagine, because this is Hollywood. <laughs> I'm going to give you that one for free, yes. <laughs> this is a fun fact I was going to include at the end of the show. Not a single Egyptian person was involved in this movie. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. They have to release a few apologies about that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, see, I just keep thinking of Prince of Egypt, a vastly better movie. Oh, Prince of Egypt <laughs> is so good, right? All right, um, there's a pharaoh, or, okay, there's the son of a pharaoh who wants to be pharaoh because he's a, a, a fancy boy with lots of ideas about how to, I don't know, subjugate the people or whatever. <laughs> subjugate them more? Yes. Or, okay. They were probably fine for okay. a lot of, I mean, this is like a couple of thousand years of history. Okay. Was cool. ancient Egypt, I feel. It's true. It so was. I, I feel like at, at many points they were just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes history just be chilling. Sometimes history just be chilling. All right. Yes. In in this particular movie, I think Jamie Lannister is the son of the Pharaoh mm-hmm. and he wants to take over, but in order to do that, he's going to have to kill his dad. Oh yeah. Obviously, but in a way that nobody knows it was him who killed his dad. Mm. because otherwise they wouldn't make him pharaoh. Okay. Um, so he's like, oh, what if I get the gods to help? Ah. So he finds some some priests or something who know about the gods, because I guess he doesn't know a lot about the gods. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm struggling with my very limited knowledge about ancient Egypt, Listen. combined with Hollywood's very limited knowledge of ancient Egypt. Mm. And I'm trying to figure you out. You don't how need those to make two- this Egyptian, Lauren. You just listen to your heart. What does your heart say happens in this movie called Gods of Egypt with giant space worms and size differences? <laughs> oh god, I forgot about the space worms. Jesus fucking Christ. Alright, yes. Jamie Lannister goes to the priest and is like, I want to ask a favor of the gods and I'm not gonna tell you what it is. And the priests are like, Okay, well you need to do this and this and this and he goes off and does the thing. And does a ritual or whatever and summons Crocodile Boy, who's eats hearts, I think. Same. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when, when when you go off and get judged when your heart's weighed against the feather, if your heart is doesn't this, I think that's is it Sebek? I don't know enough about Egyptian gods and it I watched this movie. With SE. Yes. Yeah. He's the one that eats the heart if your heart isn't good enough. That's kinda sad. Like he doesn't get to eat the good shit. No, just he, the heart. He only gets to eat the bad heart? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's pouring it. out for Crocodile God. Yeah. So he summons Crocodileman because he feels like that's the one that will help him kill his dad. Oh, so does he think his dad is like corrupt and evil and he's doing this for rights? No, no. The son is corrupt and evil and he wants power. Oh, I see. Yes. Mm. So he wants to off the dad in a sneaky way so he can get power and then be corrupt and evil at the people of that's wherever fair. we are. That's yes, fair. Whichever part of Egypt we're in. Egypt. <laughs> Just Egypt. Somewhere on the Nile. Yeah. Somewhere in the past. Somewhere in the past. Yeah. So Crocodileman turns up and he's like, well, uh, you summoned me, so now I'm going to summon all of my friends. Oh my God. Because he did the ritual wrong. Oh no. And it's like a failed demon summoning. Oh yeah, yeah. Just make this Catholic, Lord. Make this Catholic. <laughs> I said like. 
you know, you know, like the the narrative trope where, mm. like, if you if you do a summoning wrong, then the thing can just not do what you say. Yes, yes. my favorite narrative trope. So Crocodile turns up and it's like, first of all, I'm a god. You can't tell me what to do. It's fair. Second of all, fuck you. You're a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna summon all of my friends and we're gonna rampage over the lands and have fun. Oh my god, so they're like, because of your choices, I'm now punishing everyone? Pretty much. It's like uh, when you're in class and someone does a bad thing and the teacher's like, well, I don't know who did it, Hmm. therefore everyone must suffer. Exactly. But they do know who did it. They do know who did it. And it was him. Terrible teachers. But the gods are cruel and fickle, I imagine. Who knows? (laughs) If Terry Pratchett taught me anything. It's that those gods are cruel and fickle. Mm. Yep. So so Crocodoman and his buddies rampage over the land and everyone is like, what the fuck's going on? And they're all just like dudes in silly hats and don't actually have animal heads at all. Oh, fuck yeah. Because this is Hollywood and they need to be hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or do you think they'll do the thing where it's like Beauty and the Beast, where he's a beastly man, but then they put a hot man's face right, right in the <gasps> middle of the furry? Oh, God. Is that what the new movie was like? I, I think so. Like, they didn't make the beast super beasty. They more just made, like, a dude's face with more hair. That's strange. I don't like that. But so then, like, the, the other gods that aren't Crocodile Men's mates see this and they're like, well, now we need to come down and set this to rights. So now there's, like, a god civil war oh, happening shit. just in the mortal world. Oh, no, and man. And no one can fucking do anything because they're gods. Nice. Like, you know, the pharaoh tries to do some shit. He's like, you know, frantically talking to priests, like, how do we help this? And, you know, they try and, like, send soldiers out to help against the the, the bad gods, inverted commas. Lauren? Yes? Is this going to be a redemption movie for the bad pharaoh son? Uh, it could be. <laughs> I'll let you keep going on your tangent. Um, yeah, so there's, like, a god civil war happening with the mortals, and the priests are like, all right, Last ditch effort to make this stop. Let's try and send all the gods back to where they're supposed to be. But they fuck up and they summon aliens instead. (laughs) Holy shit, yes! (laughs) They fuck up just so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the gods have to team up to fight the the, the aliens and their giant worms. Nice. Yes. And of course the aliens also have the same aesthetic as all the gods, so you can't, it's really hard to tell who's who. They're all just, they're all just hot people in hats. Anyway, yeah, I guess they all team up to fight off the aliens and then at some point, once the aliens are defeated, the gods are like, all right, well, let's go finish this in our world. And they also fuck up. And like, nothing is, nothing has changed. So at the end of the movie, we just kind of go back to the start. So is Egypt destroyed at this point? Yeah, kind of. The Ferris is like, you and the, fucking the, idiot, the son. the son no longer wants to take over. I don't think it ever gets revealed that he's the one that started all this. Oh. But also he no longer wants to take over because now everything's destroyed. Oh my God. So he just kind of slinks off somewhere. The father's like, where is my son? <laughs> my trusted, beloved son who's supposed to help me sort this thing because he's going to inherit in like four years. Maybe he faked his own death during the fighting because he's like, I don't want this anymore. Oh god, that's a mood. I'm gonna fuck off now. I like it. He's like, what if I just ollie outie? Yeah. So that's my movie pitch. That's your. Well, what about the mix and match body parts? Oh. Um. What about the size difference, Lauren? Oh no. The, the gods obviously can change their size. Okay. Cool. So they get they get big, mm. and also they can switch out their body parts for some reason. 
It's all in the action sequences, Sasha. Okay, it's all in the action sequences. Yeah. Okay. Look, I, I struggled with this one because I, I'm aware that no matter what I say, it's not going to be as wild as what you're going to tell me. <laughs> Perhaps. Hmm. I'll have you know that mine is founded all on historical fact. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Right, mate. Okay, so... Here I begin. I tell you of gods of Egypt. Hmm. We get, you know, that generic um, Hollywood opening where it's everything CGI and you're like, you're the bird view flying through like, we, uh, see, sure. we see like Egypt, but it's, you know, a very green Egypt on the Nile. Hmm. And there's like three pyramids or something. There shouldn't be three pyramids at this point in time. No? No. No. So um, as this is happening, we're getting a narrator mm-hmm. and it's basically... Before history began. But you know some shit's gonna happen because apparently this is before history. I feel like the Egyptians wrote down a lot of history, you know? Yeah, well, apparently they didn't write this down. Whatever. And that's how they get away with this (laughs) flagrant abuse. It's fine. It's fine. So, like, yes, before history was recorded, gods used to live on Earth among mortals. And so, like, we see the gods... And they're, like, they're super tall. Uh-huh. So, you know, in, like, ancient hieroglyphics, they'd denote status by oh, how yes. they would carve people. Yeah, 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 Bigger people were more important. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, the little people weren't children. Yeah. They were just, like, you know, maybe they were servants or slaves. Yeah. So, but they just literally translate that. So, all the gods are, like, eight to ten feet tall. Excellent. And all the humans are super tiny next to them. So, basically, yeah, he's we're getting the backstory as we, like, zoom in. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Gods lived on Earth because they're like, fuck yeah, the Nile. That's hot. That's hot real estate. What if we live among mortals? It objectively is, yes. It objectively <laughs> is. If you're going to live in Egypt, the Nile is a good location. Possibly the only location. Possibly the only location. So, like, we learn the gods are all super tall. Um, gold runs in their veins. Like, they don't bleed. Like, actual gold? Yeah, like, so when they bleed. The metal? Yeah. The molten metal. How hot are they? Like, how... I mean, the how, gods are all temperature, super hot. Temperature-wise, how hot <laughs> Unclear. are these gods? It's liquid metal, I guess. It's just gold. They just say it's gold. Okay. So when they bleed, they bleed gold, which makes it very... You know... That's aesthetically interesting, It's though. aesthetically interesting, but any wounds have no impact, because they just had, like, gold paint put on them. Right. And he was like, okay. Yeah, so it's, uh... So in the past, uh, the gods, super tall, have gold in their veins. They can transform into animals. Ah, uh, uh, that's where the animals come in. That's where the animals come in. They never transform into animals in this. <laughs> it's just mentioned and then never used. It's mentioned and never knew- newsed. Never newsed. <laughs> never newsed. Um, yes, and so we learn that Egypt is divided between Osiris who's like the pharaoh and the lord of the Nile, and mm-hmm. he has all the good shit. He gets like, he's the lord of life, he's the lord of the land, he's the lord of the Nile. He's got a good hat. He's got a good hat. It's a tall pointy pointy one? Uh, no one wears the tall pointy historically accurate pharaoh hats. Everyone oh. has crowns. Like western crowns? Essentially, like the, like the gold filigree crowns. I don't like that. I don't like that. So Osiris, he gets all the good shit. Mm-hmm. And then his brother Set has the worst lot. Yeah. He's like... He's the lord of the barren desert. He's just like cast out to live in the desert and he's completely isolated and that's all he gets. They're like, you live in the desert and you go to war and you have no friends or family. Yep. Enjoy. He didn't even get to be lord of death. That's um Anubis. That's, yes, Anubis. So Set has a shitty lot mm. and we learn Osiris is going to crown a new king. Mm-hmm. It's his son, Horus. Hooray! Horus is the the, the, the eagle guy. He's the eagle hawk. guy. He's a hawk, he's a bird. Yeah. He can fly. Yeah. Um, but wait, we learn that in this story, we also need that plucky human 
who will become relevant later. Of course. And um, it's like, what does he fight for? He fights for love. Of course. Yeah. So this is, yeah, we've got the backstory there. The gods, we learn Horus is going to get crowned. Yeah. Um, Set's in the desert. Yeah. Sorry, Set. Bye. Bye. And so we see Beck, and Beck is a little thief. He's a little thief. thief. He's Aladdin. Ah, is he a is he a scoundrel with a heart of gold, Sasha? A, I don't know. He all he exists to do is occasionally steal a thing and then like woo people He's and a have scoundrel like scoundrel with a heart of gold. Yeah, Sasha. zany one liners. <laughs> Yeah, he has no personality. All he does is he quips things, and he's in love with a lady. You've got to have at least one quippy boy. One quippy boy. Hmm. Yeah. So Beck is like, uh, he's in the markets, and he like he sees a pretty dress, and he's yeah. like, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go steal this dress that's heavily bedazzled and just hanging out in the street. Oh yeah. Um, and then like the merchant's like, ah, a thief! Catch the thief! And he runs away, and we see him run to his lover Zaya. Um, so Beck's <laughs> given the dress. To her, and she's like, oh, I look so beautiful. I look great at the coronation. We cut to Horace. Yeah. Horace is Jamie Lannister. Ah, of course. Of course. He's the golden boy. He's the golden boy. Does he have a, a feathery looking outfit? Okay, at this point, he's like, just wearing like a skirt. Boring. Boring. So yeah, we wait, We cut to Horace. At least he's titties out. Oh, he's titties out. <laughs> yeah. He is always Someone has out. to be. Oh. Please. Yeah, so he's like um clearly hung over and he's just woken up on this bed. Yeah. And this is one of those beds where it's like in the middle of the room mm. and there's like stairs that lead up to it mm. and like all around him are just like several passed out like people and like all these wa- maids have woken him and they're like, ah, oh, Horace, time to get up. And he's like, whoa, I'm awake. And like he bumps into a lion corpse because I guess he went hunting. Okay. And um, my favorite part is there's like these bunch of ladies in white. And like as he's like drunkenly stumbling out of his bed, they're just throwing flowers at him. And they're like, glorious, glorious, glorious. <laughs> That's just what happens every morning. Every morning. Do yes. you not get the morning salutations? <laughs> I do not. Do you? Absolutely. Lord, where are you keeping these women? <laughs> They just turn up every morning to throw flowers at me, and then they leave again. What do they sing? Glorious, glorious morning. <laughs> oh, well, that's lame, because he gets glorious, glorious Horus. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I get the generic ones. You got the generic stock standard ladies yep, throwing yep. flowers at you. <laughs> anyway, it's coronation time. Hooray. So we have, like, you know, all the humans are there. They're bowing and making offerings. Uh-huh. Uh, a bunch of the gods, like, we see a bunch of the gods, they'll do the things like, I bow to you, like Osiris and Isis, who is his wife, mm-hmm. and uh, Horus are there sitting on like thrones. Everyone's like offerings, offerings. Yeah, and then Osiris has um, a speech. He's like, "Ah, oh, the afterlife. I believe everyone has a right to the afterlife and has access to the afterlife." Yeah, which well, that was a big deal in Egypt. It was a big deal in Egypt. So yeah. he's like, "Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You die, you go to the afterlife." Oh, nice. You yeah, you even get judged or anything. You no, just go. You just go. And then he's Good like, "No." Him. It's time for us to crown my son, Horus, to be the new pharaoh, I guess. Probably. Yeah, but then Set arrives. Set. And Set is uh, played by Gerard Butler. Excellent. So he's the guy who played, you know, in 300, the This is Sparta guy. I mean, I know him as the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, the Phantom <laughs> of the Opera walks up. Um, <laughs> There's organ music. Everything gets very dramatic. He's going through the crowd, but his accent is so Scottish. Oh no! He's, he is a Scottishman. He's a Scottishman. Sometimes his accent isn't Scottish, but sometimes it's very Scottish. <laughs> 
So basically, Set rocks up. He's like, ah, sorry I'm late. It took me so long to cross the desert. And then like another five days to get through this crowd. Jesus Christ. He does a Maleficent. He does a Maleficent. He turns up like, I was not invited, but I came anyway. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, motherfuckers. Ah, Horace, I have a gift for you. It's Uh a hunting horn. And Horace is like, wow, amazing. He's like, yes, this, this creature killed like 20 lesser gods. But, you know, I took care of it. Why don't you try it out? Uh-oh. And Horace is like, let me just strike a pose and blow it. And he's like, So he blows the horn, and there's like a moment of silence, and then we just hear like this like marching sound, like, Skeleton, ah, me, skeleton, ah, me, skeleton, ah, me. I'm sorry. Oh. It's unclear if these guys are people or gods or just like constructs uh-huh. that set made. Well, how big are they? Okay, they're, they're human-sized. Uh-huh. Um, they're all wearing the exact same outfit. They're like all in red and they all have like metal faceplate masks. Right. So it's the Fire Nation. I think they're just a magic army. I think they're a magic army. So they like, they march in and they're like really good at crowd control. They could be skeletons. They could be skeletons. You, you don't see their flesh. Okay, they're a skeleton army. Excellent. Um, they march in. They're really good at crowd control. Everyone like just parts for them. Nice. Um, no one seems to be injured. There's no pushing or shoving. It's so, like, you know, they get to the front and then they all like spread out in front and then they turn and point their like spears at the humans and they're all just like, oh, spears. Uh, so he's like, try it out. Very good. The army invades. And then he goes to Osiris. He's like, now fight me, brother. And Osiris is like, I don't want to do that. And so it's like, that's fair enough. I'm just going to stab you. And Osiris <laughs> is like, ah! Nice. consequences apparently gods you can just stab them and they'll they'll die so he stabs he stabs osiris and now he turns to everyone's like well i'm now the king of egypt and my first rule as the king of egypt you gotta pay if you want to go to the afterlife ah i see yeah he's just like mm, gotta have some money if you want to uh mm, move on on so uh horace and set now fight and what they do when they fight is they just kind of like, they flex and armor forms over their bodies. And it's the, kind of fun. It's fun. They get slightly larger. They have like golden armor and they have the animal head helmets. Ah, alrighty. Which is really fun. Um, Like Horace gets like, yeah, the bird head. Yeah. And Set has like a, a sort of like wolf dog type head, but yeah. it's more like skeletal almost. Cool. Which is fun. Hmm. And yeah, they're so they're like, they're fighting, they're flying around. But the soldiers all have these, like, glimmery shields that have, like, a circle that reflects the light. Yeah. And they just basically reflect this at Horus and dazzle him. Oh, fuck up his eyes. Yeah. And so Seth's just like, "Mm, I'm gonna just put you on the floor and rip out your eyes. Oh, cool. So he rips out his eyes and, like, Jamie Lannister's bleeding gold. And his eyes turn into two gems. Nice. So, like, basically, if you, like, remove a body part from a god, it kind of turns into a collectible. Nice. Yep, so he rips out Horace's eyeballs. Yeah. And so now all the mortals are now slaves. Set was just like, you're all slaves now. And they're just okay, like, sure. we're slaves. Um, Horace has been exiled and he's in hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a bunch of gods. Like, all this time, all the gods were like, during his, uh, like, coup killing of uh, Osiris, all the gods were like, we'll just kneel for now, but we will rebel later. But oh, for now, it's okay. kind of like... I guess because he had an army? I guess because he had an army and they just rocked up in their finery and they're like, oh, I wasn't expecting to we fight a war. We don't have our weapons and shit. Yeah, we'll recoup later. Nice. And do that. And yeah, so we cut to Beck. Beck is still there. Yeah. Uh, he's a slave. Uh-huh. But he's, I guess, really good at just like not being a slave because he'll just leave on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the slave masters are like, eh, he's a chill dude. Yeah, and all they're doing, all the slaves are doing is like hauling blocks and making this massive like tower. That's what Hollywood knows about Egypt. Yeah. Hauling blocks. Yeah. Beck's a slave. 
but he's just very good at not being a slave. And uh, his lover, Zaya, is a servant to a shitty master. Mm -hmm. Having said that, Zaya has a real fucking good gig. She's basically a maid servant at this really fancy, like, palace castle. What she has to do, it seems to be, is just open and close shutters and, like, make sure the wind doesn't blow his papers over. Sure. So, but her master is terrible and horrible. He rocks up and he's just like, she, like, left a shutter open and it blew the papers off his desk. He's like, Zaya, if you do that again, I will make sure that you work in the slave pits. Like, close the fucking shutters. <laughs> so I'm like, listen, Zaya, I know you're a slave and this is terrible. You're not doing hard labor. She's got a better gig than most. She's wearing a really nice red push-up bra dress. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, Beck is all like, oh, my lovely Zaya. I must save her. Hello, Zaya. I love you. I break into your master's house and we can just like sort of kiss for a little bit. But I will save you. Let's run away. And she's like, listen, babe, no one can save me. Only Horace can save us. <laughs> She's like, um, Horace is cooler and hotter than you, so yeah. fuck off. And she has, like, a little necklace with, like, a pendant that's, like, a hawk. Nice. Yeah, she's, she's like... She's been pining after Horace this whole time. Oh, she's totally up to bone Horace. <laughs> Possibly the whole of Egypt is up to bone Horace. Most likely. Yep. Yes. Um, and Bex is like, oh, okay. Uh, and so, basically, she's the NPC that gives your missions. Mm -hmm. And she's like, my love... Only Horace can save us. Therefore, I need you to steal Horace's eyes back. And so Zaya's shitty master is the architect. Uh-huh. And the architect built Set's vault, where he oh. keeps all his treasures. Is the architect a god? No, the architect's just a human. Okay. Who's like, you know, I guess he's like freelancing. Sure. For um, Set to build all his shit. Sure. Set's just like, I like you, man. I like the way you stack those cubes. <laughs> You're a good cube stacker. You're a good cube stacker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't look at me. Oh, yeah. The way you stack those cubes are just mm, geometric. Mm, chef kiss. Chef kiss. Um. So yeah, Zaya's just like, yeah, my my master has the like blueprints to Set's vault, which explains all the traps. Mm -hmm. Um. He just keeps in this archive over here. Let me just go pull it out for you. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, turns out that my architect master has these blueprints. Like, Beck finds a blueprint. He's like, what the fuck is this? A huge fire pit? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. That's just the blueprints to, like, sex pit into the middle of the earth that fuels all of his power. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's not important. It's not important. By the way, I guess I just know this. This is a secret tool that will help us later. Yes. Vaya <laughs> is so smart. She's like, I know all the facts about everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, here are the blueprints to break into Set's vault. Isn't that great that I just had this over here? <laughs> She is the quest giver. She is the quest giver. She's like, no, no, we don't, we, the fire, you're not high enough level for the fire pit yet. We have to do the vault first. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then we have like a little aside where like Set has the architect dude mm. and he's just like, ah, oh, yes, I've employed you to build me this like massive pillar, mm. like an obelisk that just stands in the middle of Egypt. Right. He's like, my dad will see this and then my dad will know I love him. Will he love me? Daddy, why don't you love me? Who is Set's dad? Ra. Oh, I wonder where Ra was. So Ra is here, but he's not here. We haven't seen Ra. Ra is the sun. Ra is the sun. Yeah. It's he's like, I'm going to build this pillar so tall that Ra will see it and know that I respect you, man. And then perhaps he will love me. And now it's time for Beck to rob the vault. Mm -hmm. Because Set's, I guess, won a war campaign and he's bringing all this treasure back to put in his vault. 
yeah, and so Beck's just like, I am here. I am in the vault. Let me dodge all these, like, Indiana Jones traps. They're just, like, three different bridges with, like, different trigger plates. Uh, so he dodges all the traps, and we see the horse. There's only one eye for horse, just, like, ah. hovering at the end of all the traps yeah. on, like, a fancy statue. And he's like, I grab it. I got Sit. But where is other eye? This will become relevant later. I think Set is wearing it. Oh, yeah? How's he wearing it? As a necklace. As a necklace? Yes. And nice. you have to fight him to get it. Ah, he's the boss battle. Of course he's the fucking boss battle. Sasha, he's the main please. antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You think Set's the boss battle, but then you have to fight Ra. Oh, Ra's on <laughs> Set's side? I like that. In this video game. No, I don't think Ra is on Set's side, but you have to fight him regardless. You just have to- Sometimes you have to fight Ra. <laughs> Sometimes you have to punch the sun. Anyway, um, Beck gets the eye- he returns to Zai. He's like, I got the eye. But like before he can be like, I got the eye. Uh, the master is there and the master's like, mm, you've all disappointed me. And Zai's like, I'm so sorry. She says that to Beck. She doesn't say to the master. And the master's like, you think I would not notice that you stole from me? And he, like, I was re- going to say, they just stole all these, all these architect plans. They yeah. didn't even make copies. They just took them. They just took him. And um, like he just reveals a blank scroll. He's like, do you think I don't? Apparently, check over my archive every day. Oh, so she replaced the plans with blank scrolls. Yeah. It was just one plan out of an archive. Like, it was like, you know, the library where it's like the rolled up papyrus scrolls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just stock full of that. So apparently this dude is just like... He personally checks his entire library every day? I guess so. Who is this guy? (laughs) Maybe he's like, I'm just going to check my key ones every day. Maybe. Yeah. So he's like, you think I didn't... Like, realize this? You're a bunch of idiots. And they're like, ah, oh no, consequences, let us flee. So Beck and Zaya flee, they like steal his chariot, and then like, they're riding off, and then the guy's just like, but I have like ranged weaponry. <laughs> so he like, he shoots at them, and like, Zaya gets hit. Oh no. And Beck's just like, oh no, my, my lovely lady. Ah, time to fridge someone. Time to fridge someone. It's time for you to die, Zaya. So Beck just has her like, corpse. Well, yeah, her corpse. He like, rips the arrow out of her chest immediately. No. Bad. Don't do that. Bad medical practice. Right, so Beck rocks up to um, Horace's cave house mm-hmm. home, where he's exiled, I guess. And Horace is just in there, hiding behind like this sarcophagus. He's like, I am the darkness. If you're here to make offerings, fuck off unless it's wine. And then Beck's just all it's like, um, and then Horace is like, wait, I sense my eyeballs. Give them to me. Beck's just like, hey, before we do that, what if we strike a deal? And Horace <laughs> is like, what if I smack you? And Beck's just like, what if I dodge? And Horace is like, touche. <laughs> So Beck's all just like, I'll give you your eyeballs if, like, you revive my girlfriend from the dead. Can he do that? Horace is like, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I really cannot do this. He, like, he tries to pray over her body. Nice. And he's like, listen, her body is totally, like, dead and her soul is out. You to my buddy Anubis. Yeah. Yeah. He does that. He's like, he prays over her. He's like, yeah, there's no way. She's like, she's going to the afterlife. And he summons Anubis. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, Anubis will guide her to the afterlife. And Beck's all just like, yeah, but she died a slave, so um, she can't pay for the afterlife. Yeah. And they're just like, I remember. I remember. Yeah. So uh, Horace gets his eyeball back doing this, and they strike a new deal, which is basically just, hey, listen, I know all about Set and his like secret power pit that leads to the center of the earth where he gets his power. And you have to save Zaya, like, bring her back from the afterlife, because to go to the afterlife, you have to, like, walk for several days. Sure. And there's a few, I guess, things you pass through. And Horace is like, well, I mean, if I become the king, slash pharaoh, they say the king. So if Horace becomes the king, he has the power to, like, order Anubis around, I guess. I guess in theory, you could say it's a translation. Yeah. Pharaoh does mean king. Yeah. Basically. 
So also, fuck off, Hollywood. Yeah, fuck off, Hollywood. So, yeah, Horace is like, I become king, we can save your girlfriend. And Beck is like, I like this deal. I agree to this deal. Deal is agreed. So now, uh, Set is warring with the other gods. He does a whole, like, speech to his soldiers, his mm-hmm. skeleton army. Yes. Where he's just like, wah, 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 wah. And then he finds out, like, oh, the eye has been stolen from my trap. Hey, hey, architect dude, I thought we were like, this is the perfect trap to capture, like, rebels and thieves, but it seems your trap failed. And the architect's just like, meh, these things happen. And Set's just like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> this is like, single tier. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and so now Horace and Beck are on a journey um, because they need to make Horace king. Yeah. And basically, Horace is like, to kill the god of the desert. We must kill the desert itself. Sorry? Listen, <laughs> he says this. I I guess it makes sense. Set is the god of the desert. I yeah, no, I understand the concept. I just don't know how they're going to do this. I don't think they succeed. Nice. Yeah. So, um, and they're just like climbing a mountain and Bex is like, okay, all right, how we kill desert. And he's like, we're going to go visit my grandpapa. Who is his grandpapa? His grandpapa is Ra. Ah, Ra. So Ra is the grandpapa papa uh-huh. of um, Horus. Uh-huh. He's also the dad of Osiris and Set. Whose kid is Horus? Horus's is Osiris and Isis's kid. Okay. In this movie. So they climb to the top of a mountain. Yes. And at the top of the mountain, I guess, is a stargate. Oh. Uh-huh. Where... Horace is just like, I'm going to pray because now that I've lost my eyeballs, I can't turn into a flying man. And okay. he's basically like, Grandpapa, I need to visit you. Hear me, Grandpapa. I need you, Grandpapa. And then he turns into his armored flying hawk form. And um, he picks up Beck and they, they, they fly into space to visit Ra, who lives on a spaceship. That is is physically unlikely. Listen, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah, so basically what Ra does is he lives in space and he fights giant space worms because this is this is actually actual Egyptian fact. Really? It's not a space worm. It's like a giant serpent that every day wants to devour like all of creation. Oh, And cool. he has to fight it. And Horace is just like, uh, enjoy, enjoy fighting your worm. Hey, Grandpapa, um, I just got a few questions for you. Oh, yeah. The worm is like a chaos worm. Of course. It's a chaos worm. Apophysis? It's a demon. A demon chaos worm serpent. Okay. Yeah. I will accept. Accept this. Yeah. So Horace is just like, hey, Grandpapa. So, uh, I mean, like, did you notice the fact that Set did a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> and Ross is like, listen, boy, Set ain't that bad. He's not that bad. He's Ho- not a space worm. He's not a space worm. And he's like, he did murder your son. And he's like, well, they are both my sons. So, like, who am I to judge? And Horace is like, Oh my fucking god. Listen, I, I only really came to visit you because I want some space water. And Ross is like, Aww. it's not my water. Like, go wild, kid. <laughs> so, okay. Horace is like, I just need to get the space water, which is like the waters of creation. Okay, whatever. So I can turn out, like, pour it in the desert fire and quench the fire. So the fire is the fire at the center of the earth that Set has a pit leading to where he gets all of his power from. I feel like quenching that's a bad idea. Listen, yes. <laughs> I don't think you should quench the center of the earth. Horace gets the water and he's like, hey, grandpa, can you please grant me back my powers? Because, like, I'm missing an eyeball here and it's, um, it's kind of bad. It's a hassle. It's a hassle. And then Ross is like, nah, what if you just get good? (laughs) What if you just became- Get your own goddamn eye. Yeah. He's like, listen, I know, like, Set isn't that good of a ruler, but, like, 
You're no, you're no better. <laughs> rude. It's very rude. And then as this is happening, Set invades one of the rebel cities. Um, and, like, the city is, like, led by Nephetis? Nephestus? Nephi. Yeah, he, 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 he invades. Okay. And um, apparently Nephi's his wife. Sure. Um, and he's like, why you no love me? And she's like, well, I mean, I loved you, but apparently I wasn't good enough for you. No. So, like, mm. He's like, this is true. Anyway, I'm going to rip off your wings now. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, she goes to fly away. He grabs her. He rips off her wings. They become bejeweled wings. Sure. And so now he has wings. He adds them to his collection of god parts. Can he use his god parts? TBA. Okay. So, uh, I guess she's dead now. Okay. He kills his wife. Oh, and during this whole time, like, Hawthor has been banging him because, essentially, he was going to kill Horus and Hawthor's just like, please, my lord, do not kill kill Horus and he's like okay but now now we have sex all the time which one's Hawthor? Hawthor is the goddess of love she uh, was feeling up um, she Horus was Horus's, in the Horus's lady yeah she's Horus's yeah. lady sure yeah um and she's all just like oh please don't do it my lord he's like okay we we buddies now and she's like hmm, I'm, I'm not quite into this but mm-hmm. I guess I'm the goddess of love and therefore I have no boundaries <laughs> <laughs> totally how that works totally how it works uh, and then, like, yeah, Horace and Beck are interacting this whole time. Mm-hmm. Their main interaction is like, uh, I am your better. I am your superior. And then Beck's just like, but what if I stand up to you, my lord? What if I was snarky and made quips? And, like, that's their relationship. You know. I know. It's the standard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're they're wandering places. They're, they're, they're on the quest. <laughs> they're doing all the side quests. Uh, some random dudes attack them. I think one's a minotaur. Nice. Perhaps all of them are minotaur. So Horus is fighting them. There's lots of slow-mo. They got uh, imported over from Greece. They got imported over from Greece. They're all, they're Set's army. Yeah. They're fighting Horus. Yeah. And then, um, so Set finds out about, like, Zaya and Beck and Horus. Like, he's in the know now. And he, like, speaks to Hawthor. And he's like, hey, Hawthor, my buddy, my lady, who I am banging. Also, I don't trust you, but, like, you know, we're banging. Uh, I would like you to uh, take me to the land of the dead. Because apparently you used to be the mistress of the dead. Oh. If you take me to the land of the dead, I can conquer it. Sure. Yeah. And also you have a demon bracelet. So this isn't really expounded on the movie, but she has, um, apparently when she was the mistress of the dead, mm-hmm. she got seduced or tempted by demons. Sure. And then um, Horus fought all the demons and killed a bunch of them okay. to save her. And he made a bracelet for her, which had all these like the 46 demon stars. Okay. And so when she wears the bracelet, the demons leave her alone. It's basically a magical warning bracelet that means demons don't bother her. Cool. Didn't know we had demons. That's cool. Yeah, I I didn't. Yeah, that we have demons. Okay. It's on, I don't know where they came from. Yeah. So basically, uh, Set wants to also conquer the underworld and the afterlife. Of course. And um, Hawthor's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so Hawthor's just like, oh, he wants me to take him to the land of the dead. I'm going to go out into the desert and like do this like scrying spell mm-hmm. and spy on um, him. Like, just spy on Horus and see how he's going, and I see him walking with Beck. And then Set's just behind her, and he's like, oh, fantastic, I now know where he is. Thanks for that, Hawthor. <laughs> and then, now I kill you, Hawthor. And Hawthor's like, oh no. What if I just take off my bracelet, and then the demons grab me, and uh-huh. I go into the demon world portal? Better than being dead? Question yeah. mark? It's actually quite fun, because she takes off the bracelet, and it's almost like a portal immediately appears behind her, and all these hands reach out and grab her and pull her in. That's kind of fun. I liked that. Yeah. And then, so, um, Seth's just like, Rah! I like how the demons are just constantly waiting for a chance to nab her. I think that's just how demons are. They're that's just fair. always like, they're like, um, your parents, and they're just like knocking on the door. Like, <laughs> hey, you okay in there? Hello? You wanna come back? You wanna come out? Yeah? 
Yeah, so she's whisked away and she's like in this like cool sort of like falling in this like endless stream of like hands reaching and grabbing her and she's fighting them off as she goes to put her bracelet back on. Sure. And then she like falls. The oubliette. Yeah, the oubliette. <laughs> and then she falls back into the mortal realm. Oh, cool. And she's like, oh, it was better than running. It's a good move. Yeah. She can just ollie out. She, she fell back into a different place. In the yeah, different world. place. Nice. Mm. So, um, yeah, Horace and Beck have made camp somewhere um, and they're bonding. And then we see uh, two of Set's hunters. And I love these ladies. So it's like these two amazing ladies and they both ride giant snakes. And so we have this like this cool fight scene where like the snakes are like chasing them and they're all fighting. So they're fighting the snakes and then Hawthorne rocks up. Mm-hmm. Lady Hawthorne. And then she's like, listen, I'm just going to walk over to the snake and I roll to seduce. Seduce the snake? Yeah, she seduces the snake. Yes. And so she's like, to the snake, she's like, oh, aren't you so beautiful? Aren't you lovely? Hmm, don't you feel very cold? Why don't you warm yourself up for me? And then the snake sets itself on fire. And the lady on top is like, ah, this is terrible. Nice. And the other snake lady, like, um, Horace, like, traps her on her snake and the snake goes off a cliff. Okay. That happens. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. And then Hoffa is basically like, oh, hello, people. And then horses are like, I have trust issues. And she's like, yeah, cool. Anyway, there's a Sphinx. Like, if you want to go, like, get to the desert pit to put uh, out the fires, there is a there Sphinx. there has to be a Sphinx. Mm. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, a Sphinx. Oh, okay, cool. That protects the fire pit. Uh, let's go meet Thoth. Because uh, Thoth is a smart man. And he'll know the riddle. Thoth is the god of, like, history and writing and shit, right? And knowledge, yeah. And He's knowledge, the Ibis. Yeah. Ibis. Ibis boy. And the one black main character. So um, they enter Thoth's mangrove library. Cool. Because he, like, he lives in a massive tree. That's but it's, like, cool. a doorway in the base of the tree, and it, like, enters, like, this big old library. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Thoth, can you go help us deal with the snake? And he's like, mm, you want me to risk my brain on your quest? <laughs> No, not doing that. Because of your shenanigans, I am now afraid that Set's going to kill us. And I have to now record all the knowledge in the universe (laughs) and, like, replicate my library. Oh, jeez. And then Beck's like, yeah, no, it's cool. We don't need you, Thoth. I mean, like, I'll do it. I mean, your chance of failure is overwhelming. (laughs) And Thoth's just like, are you playing on my ego? Like, how vain do you think I am? And everyone just looks at him. He's like, okay, you're fucking right. (laughs) Yeah, it works. He's like, listen, we know this is working, but I just want you to know that I know what you're doing. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. And then while this is happening, like, they're all walking towards the the pyramid fire pit. Sure. Death trap. And Hoffer's like, hey, uh, Horace, um, you know you suck because, like, um, even if you become king, you can't bring Zaya back. Oh. And Horace is like, rude. She's like, maybe you should tell Beck this truth. And Horace is like, eh, I need to use him for now. So, like, uh, my word means nothing. I like that the gods are shit. So they rock up to the um, set's pyramid trap. And this is just a platformer, like a time-based platformer. <laughs> nice. Where, so it's like a pyramid. But what happens is that like, the pyramid blocks are all moving sideways and forwards and smashing together. Yeah. And you have to find the correct entryway to enter. Sure. And uh, they're always like, wow, Beck, it sure is great that you saw a look at those plans. And he's like, yeah, it sure is great. I looked at those plans. Anyway, time to take a wild guess and run <laughs> in. <laughs> I couldn't read those. I'm not an architect. I can't read shit. I am just a poor little thief. Can I even read? Unclear. Unclear. So he does the platforming level. Mm. Uh, he runs in. There's dust everywhere. I'm not certain how the architect built this because the architect is very much a human. Magic. Magic. And then in order to stop it, there's a big old wheel that Beck has to turn. He sure. turns it. The pyramid stops chomping. 
And yeah, so like they all enter the pyramid and then the Sphinx appears and the Sphinx like manifests from the sandy ground. Doesn't do the legs riddle. It does not do the legs riddle. Okay. Okay. In fact, I'm going to read you the riddle and you can give me your, Ooh, your answer. I like riddles. Okay, Lauren. So the Sphinx manifests uh-huh. and he says, I never was. I'm always to be. No one ever saw me, nor ever will. And yet I am the confidence of all who live and breathe. What am I? Time? Is that your guess? That's my guess. We're locking it in? Sure. Okay, so Lauren's locked in time. My guess when I was watching this was the future. It never was. So say it again. I never was. Uh Uh-huh. Am always to be. Uh Uh-huh. No one ever saw me. Uh Uh-huh. Nor ever will. It's tomorrow. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pissed. I was like, oh, it's the future. And they're like, oh, you the did end. give me a good hint with the future. Yeah, yeah. that was the guess I made because I'm like, okay, never been saw. I am to be. Mm. I'm like, clearly this is a time based riddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yes, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah. But basically Thoth is there and he's like, oh, the answer is order. And then the fuck s- off Thoth. Aren't you supposed to be smart? He's probably just book smart. Probably. Yeah, the high interlow is. Yeah, yeah. And so the Sphinx is like, oh, wrong! I smack a you! Oh, Horace going the way I smack Horace. <laughs> Horace is like, ouch. <laughs> uh, and then Thoth is like, oh, purity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And he's like, ah, uh, wrong! I smack a you again. Oh, I smack Horace instead. Excellent. And then Horace's Beck- tank. Horace's tank. And then Beck is like, the answer is tomorrow! Oh. It is tomorrow. Yeah. I guess, I guess. See, I felt angry because I'm like, listen, the future is clearly applicable. I, yeah, I feel like the future and tomorrow are like similar answers. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I got it right. I guessed it right. <laughs> I was right. Yeah, smart. Yeah, I'm smart cookie. Yes. Yeah. And then the Sphinx is like, oh, bother, I die. Okay. And disintegrates into sand. I guess. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, we defeated the Sphinx puzzle. And they walk forward and there's just like, you know, this massive fire pit in the middle of Ah, this pyramid. It's time to solve the fire puzzle. Yes. So they go to uh, pour the liquid beverage of creation into the- Oh, the space water. The space water. They go to pour the space water, but it turns out it was a trap. (gasps) And like- Who could have foreseen this? Who could have foreseen this? Uh, So it's like, yeah, just this like big clampy trap that comes out of the ground. And it traps, um, uh, it traps- Hawthor and Horus in mm-hmm. that spiky pit mm-hmm. trap. Beck's off to the side. He like he gets knocked out to the side. Thoth also gets knocked off to the side. Yeah. Beck like crawls after the bottle of water because he sees it. Yeah. And then um yes uh Set rocks up and so like Thoth is outside of the trap and Set's just like I'm just going to remove your brain now. Oh. Because I want cool. your bejeweled brain. He's just going to keep all of the bits that make them strong. Yeah. yeah. He's getting their essential parts. Nice. And he's like, wow, thanks guys for getting Foth out of his library. Like, I was trying to do it, and you've made this a lot easier. Uh-oh. And then um, Beck is like, I has the bottle of waters. What if I perchance pour into the flames? Mm-hmm. And then Seth's just like, mm, yeah, uh, let me just stop you there. Because, mm-hmm. like, you are where Horace has been lying to you. Uh-huh. And he can't bring back your girlfriend. Uh-huh. And then Beck's just like, say what? And Seth's like, yoink, I crush your bottle of water. Nice. Yes. And then Seth's just like, I'm a ollie outie. My pyramid's collapsing now. <laughs> um, you triggered the trap. You triggered the trap. And they all escape. Uh-huh. They manage to escape. Like, Horace breaks out of the trap. They all get out of the pyramid. Sure, sure, sure. Beck and Horace fight because blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Yeah. And then while this is happening, Hawthor summons Anubis. Yeah. 
And Anubis, every time he's summoned, he just kind of like spins up out of the ground. I love that. Yeah, you know that sort of like summoning yeah, yeah, video yeah. game. Excellent. I love it. And I, I assume Anubis. he's just kind of like, why am I so easy to summon? <laughs> why are all these people summoning me all the time? I am the one god that does his job. <laughs> I guess gods can just talk to other gods. I guess so. Yeah. And she's like, hey, so there's this lady, um, Zaya. Mm-hmm. She's like, um suffering she's going to the afterlife but she's a slave and she has no goods mm-hmm. can we like fix it up so she has some offerings to give uh-huh. and Nubis is like i mean no but for you we'll figure something out and so she's all okay my bracelet if i give my bracelet can this dude beck go into the afterlife and give the bracelet to her so she can make an offering and Nubis is like yeah that sounds fine to me Sure. And then Horus... do a do an Orpheus analogy here. Oh, it's totally Orpheus. Yep. And, um, yes. So, Horus is like, no, I can't lose you, Hawthorne. And Hawthorne's like, I'm the goddess of love. The goddess. I can't say goddess anymore. <laughs> yes, it's a hard. It is. No, I can't lose you, Hawthorne. <laughs> and Hawthorne's like, I'm sorry. I'm a chav now. I'm a chav now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm the goddess of love. If I can't do this... Am I even the goddess of love? I don't think so. Here's the bracelet. I'm yeeted. Henry Higgins. Yes. <laughs> and so she gets nommed by demons. Right. Um, Horace now has the bracelet. And he's like, oh, I'm devastated. Anyway, Beck, here's the bracelet. And then Anubis and Beck are all the Audi. Sure. They go to the afterlife. And we see Zaya. Zaya is like, sh- basically, to get to the afterlife, apparently you have to queue for several days. Ah, <laughs> oh, bureaucracy. <laughs> it's bureaucracy. Uh, and so they... She's reached the part of the Hall of Two Truths, mm-hmm. which is where people are judged, and there's a bunch of, like, skeleton judges, and it's just some scales. The scales are right. The skeletons are not. They're like mummy skeleton judges. So it's the scale where your treasure gets uh-huh. weighed against a feather. Your treasure? Yeah, so, because Set said you have to buy your way into the afterlife. Oh, this isn't the heart thing now, because Set's in charge. It's the treasure thing. It's the treasure. So, like, a rich guy puts all of his treasure onto one scale and it's heavier than the feather. Mm-hmm. And so he like wanders onto the edge of this bridge. Surely even a single coin is heavier than a feather. Yep. To be fair, surely usually an actual heart is heavier than a feather. It's all a metaphor. It's all a metaphor. Or whatever. Yeah, so this rich dude pours on his treasure. It's heavier than the feather. And they're like, go forth and be judged. And he walks on and like dissolves into light. He's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Right. And then this old lady who's right in front of Zaya goes next. And she's like, oh no, I am an old lady wrapped up in several layers of fabric. Anyway, all I have to offer is a single coin. And then the feather is heavier than the coin. And she's like, oh, fuck me. (laughs) And then she goes to the end of the bridge and like, instead of dissolving, she like gets like disintegrated as she screams. Oh, cool. So I don't quite know what they do with the unacceptable souls. There does seem to only be one afterlife. Yeah. So where do the bad ones go? Unclear. Unclear. You're destroyed. You're just oblivion. Yeah. And so Zaya's next. Yeah. She's about to be judged. She's in front of the feather and they're like, what do you have to offer? And she's like, ah. And then Beck rocks up and he's like, I has a bracelet. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, he gives her the bracelet. They try to touch. They do the thing where like, oh, my body is smoke and your body is smoke. Sure. Neither of us can touch. And then, yeah, while this is happening, we see Set. Yeah. And he's in his metal form. Yeah. And he's literally being, like, forged in the flames in that they're, like, hammering, like, the wings onto his back. 
Oh, and they're he's putting stealing some wings. He's stealing the wings, and they're like they're putting Foff's brain into his head. Ah, and, and he's Voltroning. He's Voltroning the shit. So this is the mix and match, build your own god nice. section. He's just adding all of the gods' good bits to level up. Excellent. So like, so in the underworld, um, Beck has rocked up to uh, Zaya, who's about to be judged. He's like, I has bracelet for you. Mm-hmm. Set's now Voltroning, and Set goes up to Raw. Yeah, he like enters space, and he's like. Hello, Fava. I am here. Do you love me, Papa? Uh, I guess he couldn't go up there before because he didn't have wings. I guess not. Right. I guess Ra only let his grandson visit him. <laughs> only the winged children may visit. He's like, I don't have anything to do with my kids who don't have wings. <laughs> yeah, so Seth's just like, Grandpapa. No, Seth's like, Papa, did you see how I honored you with this massive obelisk? And Ra's just like, yes, if it was any taller, it would have... um blocked my boat <laughs> he's like hmm so he's like i honor you father why you no honor me nice and then he's like well you did murder your brother so she's like oh wait so you actually care about my brother and so ross like oh totally i care about all of you so he's like so if you care about both of us why the fuck did you like trap me in a desert and make me infertile <laughs> like what was that? And Ross whole thing is like, oh, I made you infertile because, like, I didn't want you to have kids because then you would miss them when you were, like, trapped in the desert. Fuck off, Ra. Yeah. And, like, you'll miss them, like, how I miss you guys. So it's like, Ra, I'm not on your side. Mm. I'm not on Ra's side. Mm. He's a bad parent. And he's like, listen, I was testing both of you. Osiris's test was to be a good king. Um, and your test is essentially that you will replace me. On being on this boat and fighting a giant worm every day. Oh, cool. Another shit placement. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Seth's just like, you know what? I'm not into this. Yeah. In fact, I would rather become immortal. Valid. And Ross is like, you can't become immortal. You can only become immortal in the afterlife. He's like, okay, but what if I devour the afterlife? All of it? All, I, I don't quite know how he's doing <laughs> this, but he's like, what if I devour the afterlife? Sure. And then he kills Ra. Okay. They're like fighting with Ra's sphere that shoots firebolts. And he like he gets the sphere the spear and he like shoots Ra and Ra falls off his spaceship and he's like going through space. Why not? Yeah. And so like Ra's like out of the picture. Seth's just like, I've wrecked your day, Ra, because you're a terrible father and this and has now consequences. He has taken Ra's place, except he's not gonna fight the space worms. Oh no. He's and gonna the space hit. worms are gonna fuck everything up. Oh yes, nice. So essentially, we're back in the afterlife. Yeah, Zaya's just about to like you know pass on, put down yep. the bracelet when uh the demon worm appears uh-huh. in the afterlife. And Hang it, on, the space worm, the or space a... demon worm. Okay, cool. Sorry, that wasn't clear. The giant space worm. Because I knew she, I knew she had demons after her, but there's also space worms. So this yeah. Is okay, the demons worm. are after Hawthor. Zaya's just about to pass on to oh, the right, afterlife. Yes. Um. And then there's just space, space worm rocks up into the afterlife and is like, I'm going to destroy everything. Nice. Because I exist to consume. Yes. And Ra isn't here to fight me off. Yeah. So I will just consume. And Anubis is just like, um, um. <laughs> it's not supposed to happen. This isn't great. So Anubis walks on the bridge. And he's like, I'm going to try and like hold this off, guys. But if you could like maybe get me some help, ah, that would be real nice. going to Gandalf this shit. Yeah. So Beck is basically like, oh shit, I need to go. And Zai's like, you must get Horace. Only Horace can help us and stop this. And Bex is like, but Horace is a dickhead. And she's like, you must also, believe. Also, he doesn't have his superpowers. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, you must believe in the heart of the Horace. <laughs> and um, so Beck returns to the land of the living. And Nupus is just like, oh, I'm fighting a worm. <laughs> uh, 
And Bex is like, hello, Horace, I'm here. We must make you king. And Horace is like, you came back. He's like, yeah, no, let's not talk about this. (laughs) There were circumstances. There were circumstances. I still don't like you. And so the flying gondola Uh rocks up and they're like, because they're like, oh, no, to get to the capital where Set's doing his thing. Yeah. It's going to take several days. And then the flying gondola rocks up and they're like, oh, Nephesis, Nephesis, she's still helping us even after death. Let's not touch on that. Let's catch this flying gondola and leave. Ra's gondola? No, no, no. So Nephestus is the bird lady yeah. of protection who rocked up in the beginning of the movie in a flying gondola with oh, lots of birds. Oh, of course. Okay. That that's... gondola just rocks up and they're like, let's catch a ride. Sure, 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 sure. Like, she's helping us even after death. And it's like, is she? Is she though? Or I... is it just flying around randomly? It's just flying around randomly and it landed by you guys. Alrighty-o. So they, uh, they catch it, they're heading over to the capital and like... The the space worm has descended onto Earth, mm-hmm. and it's eating the Nile, because the Nile is, like, basically the river of creation. Drinking the Nile? Oh, no, it's eating. It's, like, basically, if you were a massive, like, scoop, scooping up the entirety of all of create everything. Cool. He just kind of, like, he runs through in the background. Just sco- under the riverbed, just... Uh, he's huge. Like, this... The Nile fills up, like, a quarter of its mouth, nice. like, at the bottom. Yeah. He's just literally, like, yeah, like, if you were scooping through with a cup. Excellent. So he's, like, doing that to the Nile and all of Egypt. Sure. In the background, while Set stands on top of his, like, obelisk pillar. Yes. Holding, like, Ra's spear. And I guess this thing is, like, the uh, worm will eat all of creation and then he will destroy the worm and consume it all? I guess. I wasn't clear on his plan either. That's it. Okay. All right, whatever. He's at least some kind of plan. Yes. To get power through chaos. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And then, so Horace and Becker are like, we need to get the spear offset because I guess Ra is still alive and he's just floating in space right now. (sighs) And if we give him the spear. Didn't he fall to Earth? He was like knocked off the ship and I guess now he's stuck in orbit. Uh, Yeah, I guess if he was knocked off a ship that was in orbit, he's just floating. In orbit now. Yep. So Ra's in orbit. They're like, <laughs> we need the spear so we can give it to Ra, and then Ra can fight the worm. Right. So they uh, get the architect master dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they needed him. Like, they just got him. I guess it's for closure. Um, and they're like, okay, the plan is this. We're going to go into the obelisk, and we have to ride all the way to the top of the obelisk on this flat platform um, elevator. Well, you need the architect to work the elevator, because I guess he's the one that knows about buildings. I guess so. <laughs> And so they ha- they have the architect, and they're like, we're going up now. And Horse is like, we have to get to the top. And then Horse gets off the platform and starts climbing the building from the outside. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. Horace has, has bird instincts still. He has bird he's instincts. He's like, I don't need this elevator. I can fly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, we have to get to the top. That's why all three of us are on this elevator. Anyway, I see you have issues with this architect. I'm going to go and climb from the outside. <laughs> And so an idiot. Yeah. So Beck and the architect are on the uh um thing mm-hmm. and then he's like they're having a fight. Um and like Beck's just like blah 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 I hate you and the master's like, Yes, this uh tower required this many rocks and this many things and Beck's just like, And how many servants lives, slaves lives? He's like, Oh, three hundred thousand nine I'm raking up the number now. Sure. Nine hundred and thirty and then he looks at Bake. Oh, wait, no. Make that 931. Oh, oh I killed your girlfriend, remember? And Bex is like, I will fight you now. Yeah. And so they're fighting, and um, Beck kills the master dude. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. And then Closure. he, as they do it, like, they destroy the elevator, so he just repels off the elevator. 
They just took the uh, architect along to kill him. Yeah. I was like, you really didn't need to do this. <laughs> I'm sure you guys can work an elevator yeah. without this guy who designed it. Exactly. It really wasn't necessary, especially if you're climbing up the outside. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so he kills the architect, and then the elevator is destroyed. Yeah, because like they set the climbing. elevator destroyed, and he had like a you know like the repelling grappling hook. Right, he had that. Sure. So he just does that, I guess. Unclear. We don't see him again until he's back on the roof. One of them ancient Egyptian grappling hooks. Yeah, he's used it before when he was being like parkour. I see. And so they're doing it, and then Set is on the roof with his flaming spear that belongs mm-hmm. to Ra. Horse gets on the roof and horse is like, oh, hey, set. And says like, oh, hey, horse, let's fight. And they fight. Um, but it turns out Horace is the bait. <gasps> yes. The bait. He's the bait. He's distracting um, set and uh-huh. they're fighting. And Beck uses this chance to rip out like Horace's eyeball, uh-huh. which has been set in set's helmet. Ah, not a necklace. It's not a necklace. It was like forged into his helmet as a little eyeball. That's cool. Yeah, it's just a jewel. So he has extra good sight. Yeah. So Beck, like, rips out the eyeball as Horace was distracting him, and Horace was like, I'm the bait! And Seth's just like, Nani? Mm-hmm. Nani the fuck? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Beck gets smacked, and he's falling off the roof, but he throws the eye at Horace. Uh-huh. And then Horace is like, I could catch this eyeball. Hangs it at his face. Yeah, well, like, it's basically, like, you, it's the situation where the eye's going in one direction. Yeah. And then Beck's falling body's going in the other direction. Ah. And Horace is like, I have the conundrum. Either I get my eye. Or you get Beck. Or you get Beck. And he gets Beck? He gets Beck. Of course. He runs, he jumps off the cliff. Yeah. The tower, which is tall. He grabs Beck, and then he, like, goes into his bird form. See, if Beck had any self-preservation, he should have held onto the eye. If Beck had any self-preservation, he should have held onto the eye. Yeah. So he, like, he, he saves Beck instead of his eye. Uh-huh. But that's one of the things where it's like, hey, wait a second. Your power was that you couldn't turn into your bird again. Yeah, I was going to say, he goes into his bird form to save Beck? Yeah. He couldn't do that without his two yeah. eyes. So, like, largely speaking, you'd be like, oh, you get your eye, you turn into bird form, you save Beck. Yeah. But apparently, he was like, oh, no, all along, I just needed to know my own self-worth, and then I could go into... <sighs> it's the Thor's hammer oh, the thing. The power was within it. He- Within him all along. Yes. Fucking pissed me off. I was like, no. Please, if you're going to set power limitations. established his limits. Yes. Anger. But he saves Beck, but um, Beck is grievously injured. Of course. Um, They have the final fight between uh, Set and Horace. They're in their, like, flying final forms. Yep. Um, Horace Horace has his his eye back. Or Horace doesn't have his eye. He just has the one eyeball, but he's in bird form. (sighs) The other eyeball has gone somewhere. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, you know, it's like it's meant to be all poignant and moving, like, oh, character development, but you're like, you didn't have any character development. Yeah, you just broke the rules you made for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're flying around Egypt and fighting. Yeah. Um, it kind of sounds like a Quidditch match. <laughs> it's like that it does hum, a bit. Hum, hum sound. Uh, nice. He rips off, like, Set's wings. Uh, the demon is, like, the demon worm is still eating Egypt in the background. Yep. Uh, Jared Butler, aka Set, is on the ground. Yeah, so he's dying and Horace finishes him up. Yeah. He finishes him up. <laughs> Nom noms. He noms. He finishes him off. Um, like, Seth is like, I gave you a chance. And Horace is like, yeah, well, I'm not an idiot. No. Bye. <laughs> and then Horace flies up to Ra's floating corpse. Uh-huh. And he gives him the spear. Uh-huh. And Ross is like, I'm awake now. Be gone, foul worm. Nice. And then Anubis is like, oh my fucking god, finally. <laughs> I'm not qualified for I this. I was not qualified for this I worm. I am crowd control. Exactly. 
and then Anubis is like, oh, yeah, thank God. Woo, that's good. <laughs> and then Horus is like walking around Egypt and everyone's like, yay, what's Horus? He saved us. And the small child, she's like, here, I have your eyeball, my lord. Isn't it so lucky you landed near me? And he's like, thank you. Put that back in. So everyone's like, yay, Horace, you're so good. And Horace is like, hey, it's a me, I'm a good. Hey, Beck, my buddy, isn't it great? Oh, wasn't this wonderful? And Beck's just like, I am dying. I require my girlfriend and also I'm dying. Yeah, he was like, he got stabbed or something. Yeah. And so he's like bleeding out and Horace is like, wait, what? And then Beck is like, and now... I die. Horace is like, hang on, stabbing can make you die? He's like, I didn't read this. <laughs> so Beck, Beck dies. Okay. And the horse is like, oh shit, I guess I'm sad now. Well, let me pick up your corpse and I'll lay, lay your corpse with Zaya's corpse in my dad's tomb. So now they just both go to the afterlife together and it's happily ever after. Let me finish the fucking movie, Lord. I've got like four dot points. <laughs> All right. So he lays the corpse. He's like, I am sad. And then Ross is like, what if I manifest in a burst of fire behind you? Sure. And he's like, grandpapa. And Ross is like, hey, yo, I don't like having debts. So like you have five seconds to give me a request and settle this debt. Sure. And then Horace is all like, I want nothing except for what's impossible. Glances at the corpses. And Ross is like, I got you, buddy. He didn't make a request, though. He didn't make a request, but Ross was like, I hear what you're saying in your heart. Uh-huh. And therefore, I will now, like, um, summon these corpses back to life. Sure. And then, yeah, so Beck and Zaya return to life and they're like, yay, we're alive! And now Horace is being crowned. And he's all just okay. like, oh, I am now the, the ruler of Egypt. And my decree is that if you wish to enter the afterlife, you will be weighed against your good deeds. This is the moral quandary. Ah, uh, the traditional myth. Yeah. And it uh, turns out Beck is now Horace's chief advisor. Sure. Doesn't seem like the smartest position for this boy. He wasn't qualified for that. He's good at stealing things. He's good at stealing things. He is a rogue. He is not an advisor. He, yeah, please don't make him your advisor. This yeah. is just like buddy privileges. Yeah. And then Horace is all just like, wow, I'm so glad I'm the ruler and you're here to advise me. Um, so uh, I'm going to go on a side quest now, because you remember my girlfriend who's currently being destroyed by demons? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to go save her. And then Beck's just like, cool, I'll just lead Egypt for you. And then Horace is like, Beck is not trained for this. Beck has no qualifications. <laughs> and then Horace is like, I, I'm out. I'm going to fly away. Hmm. And tri- triumphant music plays. And the movie is done. To be fair, maybe Beck's girlfriend is good at leading. Zaya knew a lot of things that yeah. she shouldn't have known. Yeah, Zaya, Zaya's like got kind of Grand Vizier vibes. She does. I would follow Zaya. Yes. Her only weakness was that if she gets shot by an arrow, she will die. <laughs> I feel like that's a weakness of many people. Is it? I mean... Lauren? <laughs> how many people have you shot with arrows that have died? I'm, I'm not allowed Zero. to say. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What shady shit have you been doing? Absolutely nothing. So yeah, that's the end of Gods of Egypt. Wow. That was a lot. So uh, this movie, Lauren. Yes. I'm going to rate it like a two. (laughs) Just in general? Just in general. Like, I mean, it's not the worst movie I've seen. It's not offensively. It's just, it's so Hollywood bland. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Yep. It's a movie I would gladly never have seen. If it was a video game, yes. I probably would have been way more into it. Yes. It's very shiny, but there's very little plot. Yeah. Which is okay if you've got like player mechanics, but unfortunately Because then there's some sort of engagement. Yeah. But like this, I had no attachment to any character. 
There was like none of the dialogue had any depth to it. Yeah. It was just like I make a quip, you make a quip. Oh, quip, quip, quippy. Quip, quip, quip. Quip, quip, quip. Yeah. So I guess it's time for me to do some recommendations. I guess it is. I mean, tell me a thing. There's so many recommendations I can make because this is Egypt adjacent and there's so much good like Egypt related, like, you know, Prince of Egypt. Stargate. Uh, I had a few other ones, but they left my head. We're, we've been trying to go less mainstream with our recommendations, though. So Yeah. So what I'm recommending is the uh, book series, The Queen's Thief. It is by Megan Wallen-Turner. I think I've heard of this one. It's very good. I, yeah. I have the books. Nice. But uh, I think they're all on digital. Ah, I'm sorry. Unfortunate. Um, what it is, it's uh, basically the first book follows the story of uh, Eugenides. Eugenides? I can't say his name. Um, but what it is, is that, uh, she's created this whole, like, world that's loosely inspired off, like, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, the Mediterranean. Yeah. And it's all about kingdoms, and there's a whole panetheon of gods that she's made. Yeah. And, um, the first book deals with, like, this, uh, thief, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of, like, the, uh, the, I guess you'd say the representative of this god of thieves. Oh, cool. And, like, he's blessed by that god. Nice. And, like, they all have, like, a certain mark. And um, this thief operates only for this one mountainous kingdom. Sure. That kind of exists between the boundaries of two kingdoms. And, like, if these two kingdoms at war um, ever want to attack each other, they have to go through these mountains. Excellent. And so the first story is kind of, like, his origin story as a thief where he has to, um, basically, he pretends, he, like... I don't want to spoil it, yeah. but uh, he's basically fools all these people so that they do the hard work for him to get into this gem nice. that he can steal. And each book kind of keeps building on this world and exploring it more. And my absolute favorite one is like, because the thief winds up marrying the queen of yeah. Atolia, which is a different country. Nice. And um, my favorite book is basically all the Atolians like, don't think anything of him. They think he's a useless, pathetic king. Yeah. Even though we, as the readers, know he's all, like, he's actually super duper competent. Sure. And this amazing man. And, like, I think it's the fourth book takes place of the guy who's assigned to be his, like, bodyguard. Excellent. I love a third person perspective. Yes. Third person perspective. And the bodyguard's just like, I don't like this guy. He's useless. He's not great. I'm going to punish him because I think he's insulting our queen by being married to her. Right. Because I think it's kind of like a thing where the queen was forced to marry him. Sure. To marry him, even though they love each other. Sure. And then it's by the end of the book, we've... The, the third character realizes how competent the king is. Nice. And it's just one of those things where you're just like, oh. So fucking in love. Nice. It's a really fun book series. So I would recommend it if you like that more ancient civilization, kingdoms, politics and warring and spy games and thief games. Sounds fun. It's really fun. It's just, it's good world. It won um, some prizes, like Hugo or something. Yeah, it's like it's won yeah. like Hugo. Hugo and Nebula and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, all those ones. Yeah. So that is the Queen's Thief series by Megan Wallen-Turner. Awesome. I've reread it a few times, so that's <laughs> how you know it's good. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, well. Well, I think that brings us to the end of Gods of Egypt. Thank God. You'll never have to look at it I'm not again. looking at it again. <laughs> I'm not, Lauren. You can't make me. <laughs> I didn't make you the first two times. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> I need to go eat some cheese. We're going to go eat some food. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Popcorn Fort. If you have any movie recs, hilarious anecdotes, or you just want to chat, hit us up on Twitter at Popcorn Fort or send us an email at popcornfort at gmail.com. Our logo is by the talented Horberries, whose other work you can find on Twitter at Horberries underscore. 
If you'd like to support us, please rate and review us on iTunes, or just tell a friend. Tune in next week for more nonsense.